Hey everybody, welcome back and welcome to all the first time listeners. This is Love Yours, the podcast. This is your girl Vanessa Denae. This is Swoosh Knight in the building. You already know. So today, we're going to start off something different. We got these, mm, 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 mm. damn, Black Heart Revoked tonight. So, we're about to play a couple of rounds real quick. Now, you want to start off first or you want me to start off? Um, you can start first. All right. So, it's a question and answer game, kind of like Cards vs. Humanities, but these are made by cards for all people. So, if you want to celebrate Black History Month, you can pick one of these up on Amazon. So, I'm going to start off giving Nay the first one. According to your mama, what does it mean if she dreamt of fish last night? A, bad luck. <laughs> B, somebody pregnant. C, somebody get married. Or D, money. Uh, that would be B, someone's pregnant. Oh, oh, that's correct. Thank you, thank there you. There we go. Man, okay. It's never good. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just going to say the answer. You didn't have to, you didn't have to cue me up. Oh, you were somebody oh. pregnant. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay. Well, what I got, what I got. Let's see. It says, when is a good time to start running? A, you hear gunshots. Mm. B, somebody else start running. Nope. C, you getting on your mama's nerves. <laughs> or D, your daddy takes off his belt. What? Is this? Mm. How is this not all of them? Just A, B, C, and D. Honestly, I'll give you that. I feel Ooh. like it's, it's like all of the above. All of the above. Cause all of the above. But first, I feel like... But off top, number one, if we say number one, you should start running when this happens. I would say when somebody else start running. That's Wait, all exactly. I need. Exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. I hear nothing. Oh. Oh. They, they, they are... <laughs> that's all. Hey. That's yeah. all I need. Ooh. Your yeah, girl is still pretty quick. If y'all need this. to know where I stand, it's B. <laughs> man, all right, man. So, <clears throat> Jerome from Martin is a player from where? A, Detroit. B, Harlem. C, Chicago. Or D, the Himalayas. I'm going to go with D. That is correct. Thank you. Don't look at me like that. I was like, why are you trying to play me right now? I know damn well it's a plan for the Himalayas. Don't look at me. <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. What do you got? You know what I just realized? I don't really know where the answers to these. I think some of them are like, yo, we just conversation stars and we can argue about it. Or... I mean, no. I know the answers to all of them here. Oh, okay. But I'm just like, you know, if I wanted to second guess myself, I don't so really guess. know where to find the answer. But it's good. <clears throat> Anyways. Guess we talk about it then. Who thinks she cute? Oh! A, Robin Givens. B, mm. Mariah Carey. Mm. C, Whitley from A Different World. Oh! Or D, Nicki Minaj. Mm, 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 mm. -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> but I feel like it's C, Whitley, from different people, different world. My, she my, my guy, my she, guy. She, Good job. Good job, she, she sir. Is. Whoa. 
I mean, that's like Hillary vibes and whatnot, but... Oh, no, she... She's, she was she, up there. She walks so she, Hillary mm. could run, first of all. Oh, oh, um, but yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. True that, I'll, true I'll that, go true with that, that one. You all right. get the credit for that one. Now, we're going to go through this. <laughs> I don't know. If you don't choose the right one, we might have some problems. We might oh, not have a podcast after this. So, <clears throat> answer the question. What is the best comedy movie of all time? All right. A, House Party. B, Coming to America. C, Friday. Or D, Harlem Nights. Yo, whose man's is this? I can't pick. Come on. Are you serious? Come on. Right here. Did they give you an answer on that one? Or is that like an opinion one? This is an opinion one. Oh, wow. So, Deadass, um, you better choose the um, right one. Or else, or else is, we can, we couldn't have pocket short. That's not fair, though. Time. I'm older than you, and I feel like I've seen <clears> more movies than you have. I feel like you've seen them. So which one? Which one is your choice? My and choice? And it better be the same or close to. So, okay, okay, okay. Let's take it to another level. <laughs> it should be like what I would just continuously be like, I can watch this every single day. No, that's not even good either because I can watch all of those. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I hope you can. Or else you might have some problems. So, but what is number one, number two? Is you go that you go to like, hey, if if I'm bringing company over, we putting this in and we we having a good time. Again, that kind of depends on the company because not everybody's seen everything. But what? Which ones do they need to see? How about you that? You need to see all of them. They do. All right, all right, all right. All right, come on. You dodging questions. <laughs> you sweating a little bit. I Man. think. I mean, Harlem Nights is funny as that. Mm-hmm. And then Coming to America is pretty damn funny, too. You know it is. Uh, Mm-mm-mm. Number one, I'm going to say Coming to America. I guess we can continue on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard oh, question. Oh, yeah. Like, they really had me oh. contemplate life, the meaning of existence right the now. Is, it's like, yo, what are we really doing Because I'm dead ass, I'll watch all of them, any day. <laughs> and, and every day. But, see, see, but I feel like, you know, if we were at, to ask an older person, they would probably pick Harlem Nights yeah, first. And for then, sure. And everything else. Yeah. Fall by the wayside. And then if we ask somebody a little younger than us, they're going to pick Friday. Of course. Whatever that was. Come That was tough. All right. All right. Last one. Last one. Let's finish. According to Mama, <clears throat> why shouldn't a woman buy a man a pair of shoes? Is it A, he'll leave you. B, he'll start cheating. C, he'll two step out of your life. Or D, he'll start drinking. He gonna leave you. Is that A, B, or C? Okay, let's uh, go with the A. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's technically, it's supposed to be the saying is, if you buy a man a pair of shoes, he'll walk right out of your life. Um, But, so, two, technically, two of these answers can fit that. Just, like, he'll leave you, or he'll two-step out your life. Two-step. I mean, It depends on how country, 
Depends on how country your family is. I mean, they might say two step or the electric he slide might walk or, or you know, like, hey, see walk out that thing. Hey, but he gonna yeah. leave you either way. He by yourself. But man, oh, this is a tough one. So we might do more of these, but hey, right now, let's start the show. And you got a super headache. Yeah. You want to want to let the listeners know what's up with them, with no. them dentals. Uh, no, not at all. You don't. You want to let them know. Are you recording right now? Yeah, I'm recording right oh, now. Wow. Them dentals. Tell them. Shout Nothing. them out. Nothing. Nothing. Shout out to my orthodontist. Got the got the braces off finally. But hey. Other than that. When we getting grills. I really am though. <laughs> Let's go. Dead well, ass. I things. was like, yo, so when am I about to go get this grill though? <laughs> Ooh, so you're going to get the, you going to get like all gold top bottoms or you're going to get like the face, little, uh, little face, the them teeth. So no, you I, like, don't, I don't like the open face ones. But really. I mean, it's like, yo, y'all thought my teeth fucked up under this, <laughs> but little did you know, they fresh. I uh, want you to show, I want to show twist. you. Plot <laughs> twist. I just got the braces off. I just needed to. No. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I'm going to do like a full, like a full set type of thing. Yeah, I'm a little different. Yeah. I'll probably do like two on the bottom, two on the top. But hey. just on one side hey. or opposite side. Like I'm, I'm thinking on it. I'm thinking, thinking on it. it. Yeah. about it. Yeah. They're definitely going to be gold though. Because you know, black people just hey. pop with the gold. Popping. It looks tight. <laughs> Anyways, it's so off the topic. You know? Off the topic. So to get back on topic, you know, let's let's get into what uh what grabbed our attention during the week. I need I need to talk about my boy getting paid, Mr. Colin Kaepernick, as of Friday. Nice. Following meetings with NFL representatives for Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed announced that they settled a grievance suit with the two players over alleged collusion to keep them out of the league. Okay. So, my boys got paid. Yeah. They can't tell us how much because of (laughs) confidentiality, but, I mean, sources suggest that it could be up there. It could be like 60 mil. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh, that's a big number. Oh, yeah. Like, I knew it was millions, but 60, okay. Maybe. That'd be nice. They can't tell us how much yet, but... Hey, well, good, good for them. They they definitely deserve the the money. Facts, the because you know, my guy. shut out of a of a whole league for how long now? A whole year, a whole season. Crazy season and a half. Crazy. It feels way too long, but man, I mean, it's hard to say whether he'll get a job after, you know, after all this goes down, but. I hope. I mean, his his lawyer says like, "Oh, well, you know, I predict maybe the Carolina Panthers will 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 draft him or pick him up, which is possible because their backup quarterback is decent." But I mean, <laughs> that was so nicely put. Hey, he's 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 okay. Decent. You know, when when Cam's out, um, he 
does a, he does a decent good job. Yes. But hey, we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't trust lawyers' predictions too much. I mean, last time he made predictions, he said that Colin was going to come to the um, he was going to go to the Raiders maybe, or Raiders going to make an announcement, or the Patriots are going to make an announcement. I must admit, I was on Twitter earlier this week and I got finagled, finamed, because uh, someone posted. I guess like it, they they changed their display and they said that they're like a one of the top like sports reporters and said Colin Kaepernick just got signed to the the New Jersey New York Jets. Oh. And so and they even like did the the photoshopped the jersey on him already. And so I thought this that that uh, oh, yeah. that it was you real. Catfish. I, I was like, oh okay, <laughs> my God! I was about to leave a little comment, and then I read the thread, and then it quickly found out like, oh no, he's no, these people didn't check. I had a blue check, so they fools, they stupid, oh, they got finessed. Oh no! And so, mm, I was at a high point, and then bloop, bloop, uh, dang, it's alright. Disappointing. So, man, that's that's my number one. I'm um, hurt still, but what you got, Nay? You know, it was it was hot off the press at the time that your boy, uh, Mr. 21, was picked up by ICE. Anyways, um, he's picked up several nicknames since then because it's been confirmed that he is, in fact, from the UK. Um, we're all a little shook, but hey, I get it. He's been here so long, so yeah, he's from Atlanta, like. He spent the majority of his life in the ATO, from what I heard. Anyways, um, so yeah, he got released on bond. Uh, shout out to Jay-Z, who hired some lawyers from him, for him uh, to work his case and whatnot. So he was released on bond, but then, I guess as of yesterday, it says that uh, 21 Savage turns himself in for felony theft warrant. Uh, so I was reading into it, and apparently back in, like, 2016, a uh, promoter paid him for a concert, like a performance or whatnot, and then the concert never happened, but I guess oh boy didn't get his money back, so instead of, you know, kudos to the promoter, because he could have been, like, some really hood promoter and just, like, you know, handled it street-wise, you know what I mean? Um, but... He went and filed the proper paperwork so that there could be a felony theft warrant issued for Mr. 21. <laughs> so, I mean, prayers out to that dude and his family. He's been going through a lot these past few weeks. Yeah. Um, but I guess, he, like I said, he turned himself in. So that's a good look. You know, you're not trying to evade the police or anything no. like that. Um, so I feel like he's just, he's still going down the right path. He's just trying to to get his life together. Yeah. True. I feel like he's doing the right way about it. I mean, I, I think he's... He hasn't said too much about all the memes that have been going out. I'm sure they've been fired because I know we all been enjoying it, but, I mean, at the uh, end of the day, but Sir, I think... Sir Savage the 21st. That one killed me, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hilarious. But, you know, I, I still feel for his pain. It's a knife. <laughs> it's it's Exc Excalibur. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh, oh. Man. So, I mean, at least he's wrong with it. At least he's wrong with it. So, um, but yeah, you got kids. I think everybody's pretty serious about the situation. I've seen pretty good um, feedback from like celebrities trying to stand up for him. And like you said, Jay Z's offered his uh, 
legal legal team for him. So hopefully, you know, everything works out for the best. You got another one over there, Nay? Um Oh, in other news, it is All Star Weekend. Oh hey, shout out to that. Oh look, they uh, they out there, huh? Those of y'all who don't know, I am a huge basketball fan. Huge. Um, so we're actually recording right now, and I'm trying to watch the All-Star game at Trash. the same time. Man. Oh, come on. I'm watching it on mute. What do you mean, Crash? <laughs> I'm, I'm focused. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I just got to see my boys ball out one time. Oh, man. This is going to be on World Star after. So what? I want real, real life. You know what? <laughs> I ain't gonna explain myself to you, damn it. <laughs> I just like basketball. It's just one of those things. So I mean, yeah. I only I only watch TV this time of year. Like, true that. I get start watching when basketball season comes on. Like, I'm there. Hey, let me live, man. I mean, I, I watched in the beginning. I watched Christmas Day. All start a little bit. I mean, the dunk challenge is. <sighs> man, I mean, the dunk been... contest is getting like. A little lackluster, but shout out to a boy who won from OKC. That uh, yeah, a couple of over Shaq ended with the Vince Carter arm in the arm in the rim. Oh, like, yeah. come on, man! And rip his jersey open. With yeah, the, with, the the, Superman, with the Superman I mean? under it. Let's go. Ooh. That was that was nice. And then uh, oh boy, who got the the alley oop from your boy J Cole? That was pretty dope too. Oh yeah, it would it would have been nicer Fayville if. If uh, Cole actually got that dunk at the end, because I would have ended all things. Oh, yeah. way too fresh. Have you ever been to All Star Weekend? I have not. I really want to go. Like not on some, not on some like some nasty girl stuff. Huh? Yeah, not on some like oh, man. trying to get. I got shows. a bag baller tonight. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> hey. want to go because I really like basketball. <laughs> like I remember it was down here. It's been in L. A. Like a couple times in like my adulthood. Yeah. And like a few of my friends went and I just financially I couldn't afford it or whatever. Plus, like mm. they were all going not to be thoughts because it was male and female going, but uh, oh. they were going well, to hey. go to the shut up. They could be they could be thotties too. True. They could be thotties too. True. Here. A lot of y'all are. Hey, but gender that's equality, an, my man. That, gender equality. Oh my gosh. But that's another story. That's another podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned for the uh, dudes ain't shit out here. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's not even go there. 99% of y'all ain't people, shit. People ain't shit. Let's even put that right there. Like I said, there 99%. are women too. Gender equality. Oh, yeah. There's there's some trash I'm ass saying, females. There's trash, some trash, trash. Back and forth. Let's, let's say. Trash ass females. Gender equality. Let's keep it there. Whatever. Right. Anyways. Man, See, I look got, at you. Man, I got you out topic, here. Fam. Man, I got you out here. Bye. <laughs> As I was saying. As you were saying. Yeah, no, it just didn't work out me going because they were going to like, you know, hit the scene, trying to go to the clubs, the parties and all that shit. I'm not really a party person. You feel me? I was trying to go see the dunk contest. I'm like, I'm trying to see the skills challenge. They were like, boo, Boo. no one wants to do that. Go home. Yeah, I got to get some like equally basketball head friends to go. You're never available, bro. Mm, so. I'm busy. I'm busy. So, uh, for all those that are tuning in, uh, if you're interested, uh, slide in Nay's DMs. Oh, don't do that. Do it. Slide it. Don't. Don't do that. I, I, <laughs> I, my DMs are closed. <laughs> don't do that. Hey. Anyways, yeah. So, that's the uh, the All-Star Weekend. I'm All-Star sure. I, I feel like All-Star Weekend always brings, like, well, not always, but could bring a lot of money 
to the city that it's in. Exactly. So. They do, right? I'm pretty sure they have, like, a lot of campaigns, media day and everything. I'm sure they got some stuff, especially Boys and Girls Club out there. Shout out to the NBA. They out here doing doing good things for Boys and Girls Club, all the kids and whatnot. Ain't that right, Nate? I don't work for the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, well. But shout out to the kids, you know. You know what I mean? The youth. The youths. <laughs> Speaking of kids and how they ain't shh. Um, so, if you guys didn't catch this in the news, in Potem- Potomac, Maryland, staff at Winston Churchill High School caught a number of students exchanging N-word passes during the lunch hour Friday. The Wait, pieces of pause. paper. Inward pass? Like... Inward pass. Okay. Please in, elaborate. Please elaborate. Well, the majority of these kids are of the um, Caucasian descent. Mm-hmm. And they are passing around these passes, giving them permission to say, nigga. Who allowed this? Like, okay. So, Who gave them permission? Yeah, Is that what you're I want to say I um, like other white people. Okay, so oh, we just yeah. we just talk about yeah. So just, I give you permission mm. to say some shit that don't have nothing to do with you, mm. <laughs> that you shouldn't be saying. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. During Black History Month. Wow. Whether the teenagers involved were joking or serious remains a hot debate. It's a joke that maybe went. A tiny bit too far, at most, said a sophomore, who explained that two of his friends brought the passes to school. I've touched the passes, though. Mm. I never so, touched the passes, though. That's what he oh, wanted to never distance. never touched the passes. He thought it was... I was show about to say, like, oh, you touched the passes, so you, oh, so you, you said so, it. So then. you had it. Huh? So you said so it. You, you, you had it in possession? Out. For real? Right? Is that is mm. that what we're doing now? Mm. I think we... I mean, there's a number of reasons why... Other people should not say the N-word. I feel like a lot of people still do. They still don't oh, care. Yeah. Don't know get, the history get, behind it. Let's get Or they into do that. know, but they don't care. So God bless. Honestly, God bless. so what we're, what we're not going to do is act like in 2019 that people are still unaware of the power and the... The history that that word holds. Right. That, that's what that's what we're not gonna do. Let, let's let's not. So, I particularly have been having issues with this word now. And now that you bring it up, um, at my program, like as I said before, I run a grant funded after school program at a mm-hmm. middle school. So I have from sixth grade to eighth grade. So roughly, you know, from ten years old all the way up to like fourteen sometimes. Um, and yeah, man, like I pull up on campus and I hear this word so much and I almost want to say like, as far as that school is concerned, I can count the number of African-American kids on two hands. (laughs) Like, and I'm not saying I'm not, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, I don't think, you know, some little black kid should be saying it either. Uh, because I'm not getting, I'm not getting just nigga. Like I'm hearing nigger too. Oh, 
like both hard er like oh you capitalize that er like exactly like oh, okay you put some emphasis in it um i just feel like you know what i'm saying like first of all i think kids these days are mad disrespectful off top like, oh, people in general mad disrespectful but i'm just saying if i if i'm comparing myself to the my youth my teenage years my middle school years to the middle schoolers that i encounter today right and some of the stuff that they be doing they're mad disrespectful we like they are they yeah. have no like they a different breed I can't save them we gotta get rid of them like just a different <clears throat> breed like no respect for any type of adult period oh my god i mean there's some days where i like i walk into a room and it's like and 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 we're and we're, and we're blah, 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 yeah blah. and i'm just like yo like when we was at school, you you already know. We went yeah. to we went to Oak Grove High School. Shout out to OG out here in OG. San Jose. You feel me? I mean, we weren't majority black, but we had a lot but higher we, number. We had enough. Uh, had a, had we more had than enough. The, the, the normal amount. You feel me? Like we're if, if you were saying some crap like that, you was getting popped in the mouth. Like we you like, was getting I'm, a strong talking to. We had to get face to face. Like I'm sorry. We, were, can, we, we, we can had to be close that? talkers. Can you repeat Excuse that? Me? And don't say it again. Man. Don't say it again and think mm-hmm. that it's all good out here. No, you're getting slapped, sir. Young yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there was no gender equality. What There was no gender bias. Like, females no. was checking dudes that were saying it unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vice versa. Look crazy. Real life, I'm telling you right now. I, my sophomore year, high school, um, I damn near got in a fight in my, uh, my science class <laughs> over that. Because I had two... Um, Vietnamese guys in my class mm-hmm. and they were, you know, little Asian thugs, whatever. Do your thing. I don't <laughs> care what you do. Ain't got nothing to do with me. But what we're not going to do is, like, I don't understand them thinking it's okay to exchange that word back and forth. Oh, but, but, but everybody's using it. I don't give a damn. But, but. So you going to get knocked out with everybody else? But, but, aren't we all from Africa? Man, oh <laughs> man. Don't you? Are we, are we all from Africa? You just triggered me right now. Man, like, I'm like, <laughs> I was at a flashback. It's not hurting anybody. It's just the work. Nah, it's it's too um. much tied to that. And that's what I'll be trying to tell my kids. Like, it's one thing, like, not only that, like, my program, I am the director of my program, and obviously I'm African-American woman. So can you imagine having to talk to these kids who are non-african-american and i'm trying to explain to them why they should not be using the word or the term but, but miss vanessa that that's what happened in back in the day now right it's it, different. Just, it just means friend no, no it does not the words are not interchangeable get out of here with that and then you know i have to walk that thin line to make it i have you know i don't want people to think like oh she just she just getting triggered because she black oh wow like, yeah, I'm oh, triggered because wow. I'm black, but I'm also triggered because you are not educated on the history of that word and you should not be using it. And if you knew. And I'm legit concerned for the safety of my kids because mm-hmm. I already know how I was raised. Yeah. Oh, you're getting slapped. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the part of town that my, my program is in is in a, you know, it's mm. not a hood area. Nope. It's not, not a all. It's not a hood <laughs> area. Like... Like, if kids came to Oak Grove talking about them, they was from that area, uh, we'd be like, like oh. oh. If it was on the <laughs> east side and you say it came to our side and it was like, oh, I'm from so-and-so, so I can use this. 
Nah. nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> what you mean right now? Nah. So I mean, real life telling these kids, like, you need to watch your mouth because you say that around the wrong person, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And they think I'm playing. Like, so I've just been, man. No, man. You got to let these and kids I'm just learn. like, you know, like, I, I am invested in my kids. Like, I care about all of them, regardless if they make stupid mistakes or not. But it's just like, you know, I feel like as a people, yeah. meaning black folks, we gotta do. We gotta do better about managing managing the use of that word. Yeah, man. Because I, people, mm-hmm. it's too many. Like, oh, you get a pass, you get a pass. Type yeah, of I thing. feel like the pass is what what might have been the slippery slope that led us to here. Because yeah. there's like a couple of my boys. Nah, my boys don't do that. They don't be yeah, saying. No, they don't let that fly because they know. You know they, like, they know. My boys. They, oh, yeah. But I know, like, you, you can imagine that, like, hey, you're hanging with your homies. You're yeah, really, like, you're feeling real familial y'all singing a with song your boy. Together, like, you know, no. he says it, it slips out, and then it's nah. like, nah, you good. You, or you go ahead and you call him, yo, you my, mm, you my nigga. Right? So then, 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 they, like, so then they start thinking, oh, like, oh, close time. I got this. I got the end. We're passing my, my pocket right now. Yeah, like it just yeah. magically appeared in my in my DMs. Like I am I am here. I have arrived. I'm invited to the cookout. And then no, that, that friend goes to their group no. of friends, and then they start using it all together in unison. And we all sing together. <laughs> no, no, stop doing that. It's not okay. It's unacceptable. You might catch somebody that is not nice as nice as me and Mr. Swoosh here, and you might get hit in the mouth. Or like just, that's just what it is. God bless, disrespectful. Like, just stop even though doing I feel that. like, you know, but I feel like, and I, I get I mean, it. You hear it so much in media, and you hear it so much in music. Yeah. But again, you are not those people. Yeah. You're gonna say something around the wrong person. And it's going to be an issue. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of us are, are trying not to be that angry black That's, person. You know what I'm saying? Or also just trying to be professional too. Because of our field. Exactly. Yeah. You're in the professional field and you kind of got to bite your tongue with some stuff. Yeah. Like. So it's like, I don't know. There's no way of correcting but me. But there's a, there's a thin line. Because I, I like, I've gone off at work regarding some, some things that were, you know, racially inspired. <laughs> Yeah. influenced <laughs> and uh i was just like you know what i was gonna bite my tongue but i brought up the fact that you know if i do say something that i'm looked at as the angry angry black woman yeah and if i don't say something then y'all think it's okay so You're i'll right. be that angry black person if it lets you know that you need to shut the hell up exactly so sometimes yeah i'll be the angry black woman you know what i'm saying but you know i just think we got to do better. Yeah, <laughs> we got to do better. Something. But then, we like like you said, we got to hold our tongue in some of those situations. Or it's just like, look, they're going to be mean, like, okay, I understand. A, and then when they get five feet, five yeah. steps away from you, they're going to be back to doing it again. Yeah, but I feel, feel like, like those, those times, it's just like, okay, if I check you and uh, you think it's okay, you just, you just change your behavior because you're in front of me. And then you go off and do something like if you get if something happens or somebody cusses you out, then, hey, you know what? I did what I was supposed to do. I I fair warned you. I did it professionally. I did it respectfully and call you out your name and that. But, you know, you thought I was playing. You thought it was a game. So if, if something does happen where somebody goes off and 
put you in your place, not as politely as I may have done it, that's your bad. Hey, that's karma. At the end you know what I'm saying? Day, right? Reap what you sow. True. So I don't know about these kids. But yeah, these kids are a whole whole other breed. <laughs> a whole other breed. Especially. So I think one of these kids said. So like the kids got um, repercussions. I think they got like a suspended for a couple of days. Um, Expel them. <laughs> they should, especially during Black History Month. So I feel like that's an added bonus. But right. one of the kids said like it should have it should have been a one day suspension at most. Just protocol for schools, but it ended up being a lot more than that, said the 10th grader. Is that how the kid sounds? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Man. So, I mean, if you think you're getting anything less than what you got, you're tripping. You should I mean, be glad you didn't we, get kicked out of school. You should have had to write an essay. That's what I wanted to do with a lot of the kids I was working with. They were, oh, yeah. No, I already... Oh, no. You owe me a two-page essay on Denward and... Yeah, no, I I, I made that announcement in my program. The next one of y'all that say something like that, we're just going to start, you know, I, I teach them Black History for Black History Month anyways. And I'm just like, the next one of y'all that quote unquote slips up, you're going to slip up and have a paper to write for me. That's what's going to happen. Because, man. I, I, oh, it just means friend. It does not. It, it means way more, especially when you say it, when it, you're not of the race. It, it's, it does not mean friend. It means you should watch your mouth. Exactly. And I think even then, it doesn't mean like black kids just say it. Because then, then you, when we out here, we giving everybody else permission. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. You got to teach your kids as, as black parents. You know, let's be real. Like, did your parents, your parents didn't let you say it. They My parents didn't let me say it. And I if think, it was like. I think this podcast is actually letting them know I actually say it. I don't think they ever heard me say it before. <laughs> So, oh well. So you might get cussed out next time you see your parents. I might get an ass whooping. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but yeah, no, like my my, like I remember I was called that in elementary school. I was called with the hard er though mm. to my face, and you know, being I, I think I was in like the third grade then, so mm-hmm. I was like eight years old. So I go home, you know, I didn't I didn't know the meaning really of it. But I knew it wasn't right. Yeah. So I told my mom, I ended up getting a lecture from like my mother and then my grandmother. And I don't know, it might be because my family is from the South. Like my mom was born in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that just, it stings a little more. Yeah. But I was like, not necessarily lectured, but just told, don't you ever let anyone call you that. Like that is the most degrading thing someone can ever say to you. You tell them to watch their mouth and to respect you. And yeah. If they continue, you beat their ass. Like that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, throw is. hands. And literally, it. I, I want to say, not even three days later, same kid called me that to my face. We got to chunk him, bro. <laughs> we got to. Like I was just like, watch your mouth. Don't you call me that. Yeah. And he said it again. Like, oh, what are you gonna do about it, nigger? Oh. All right, bro. <laughs> Three o'clock. Man. And that was like one of the first little rumbles I got into <laughs> with a boy. But when I tell you I speared that little boy and I was just speared. I was oh, wailing man. on him, bro. Just like ah! <laughs> And I knew I knew I, I just knew like mom said, Don't you ever let I'm nobody say. call you that? Like I was 
taking off on him. He was getting two pieced up. Man, he got a whole family meal. Not no two pieces up here. I was bink, bink. Oh, I said it was bad it was bad but oh, like man. and then and then what was funny not really funny but and then they they tried to suspend me from school and when I tell you my mom rose hell huh? and guess who had their ass at school the next day <laughs> I did <laughs> ain't no suspension she was oh, like nah man. nah none of that cause, cause who don't play that Mama don't play that shit. No. Bless. I still remember um, that kid. I don't think... Nah, I don't think growing up, I got that. I I feel like my... I don't remember my parents giving me like a talk like, oh, African-American and you know Black History Month and right. the whole like, we want slaves. And like I didn't get that talk. So I think it was like, hey, today we're going to learn about African-Americans. It's like, oh, that word sounds familiar. And then like the whole like, oh yeah, this is where they came from and... Then like the whole, hey, that kid looks like Jeremiah. Oh no! Oh like, my God! Oh. Don't even give me. Yo, you're bringing up so yeah. many memories. So I went to. <laughs> did you go to Brunel? No, I didn't go to Brunel. So I went to Brunel um, Intermediate, and I remember distinctly in eighth grade, yo. First of all, eighth grade. I'm 13 yeah. years old. They in my history class. They made us watch Roots. No. Roots, bro. And when I tell you, mm. like, that's dang, I be pushing stuff to the back of my mind. <laughs> I need to <laughs> I need to go talk to somebody because <laughs> there was like, you know, it was like one of those things where they say the word and only people in the class was me and my homegirl. Her name was Stephanie. Yeah. And then this other boy, uh, his name was Marcus. Yeah. We were the only black kids in the whole class. There's like 32 kids in that class, man. And they say the N-word, and then everybody just, like, that slow turn and just look at you. And it got to the point, like, I've always been this kid that I am really shy and really quiet, but, like, I I don't want to say I have a short fuse. Yeah. But I know when it's time to speak up for myself. Right. So, like, after a couple N-words and a couple of turns, I was like, yo, if y'all turn around and look at us one more time, <laughs> one more time, oh, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. So that was an experience. And then on top of that, they had um, the teacher thought it was a good idea to group the kids together oh, and have yeah. them take pictures to represent like what continent they're from. You feel me? I don't think I told my mom that. I want to tell my mom that right America. now. America. <laughs> America. Right. But she had me, Stephanie, and Marcus sitting up there. We're going to take a picture. And I want to say Stephanie was holding like the thing, the paper that said Africa. Yo, we, your mom about to make some calls. Deadass, look like he was <laughs> right taking a, a mugshot, bro. You know how you hold a number? Like, that's how, <laughs> and we both, we all three of us just look fed up. Just like, man, man take the, <laughs> that's, oh, that's so many levels of cold. Cause on top of that, man. Stephanie was like Nigerian. Like she was like second generation. Yeah. Like, Cold world. I wonder if that teacher still teaches. Oh, man. She should be fired. Hey, if you hear me. this, I gotta remember her name. I can't remember her name. But if you are a, a history teacher at Burnell Intermediate, know that the way you did <laughs> us is trash, yo. And you should not be a teacher. God bless. Oh, my goodness. I don't think... I think the only thing in middle school, because we had a lot more black kids, um, the only issue was, like, uh, Tom Sawyer. We had to read that shit. That oh. was... 
You better not say it. You know, oh, that's the worst when you're reading. Don't, don't say Men. Skip over it. I think it's in Of Mice and Men, too. I think that was high school, though. A little bit. High school, though. High school. But and people I know like, I was looking. I know I was like. I was the only one um, in the class then. And they, they, the good ones skipped. The good ones skipped it. <laughs> yeah, I think they would, it. They, they like it, looked at the word and they looked at the teacher. I was in the back of the class for some reason, but. I just, Man. <laughs> look at them. Bro, are we. Do we have traumatic past? Like, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Like I got some, I got some stuff I should probably talk about. I was looking. I was looking at them. So for the most part, I think, I think they like, say, it. say, don't, don't look at, don't turn around, look at me, because you know I'm looking at you. <laughs> Just look at the teacher, and then skip the word and roll on. Yes. Cool. All right. See, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? I think that like when when we were kids, people at least had the common decency to omit the word. Like, even yeah. in rap songs. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. think about it. Parties and stuff. The white people weren't shouting. Nah. 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 These kids? Oh, they out here. They, <laughs> like, <laughs> this, that. Right? Comes in the book. My, my. But they don't read books, so. Oh, <laughs> don't even. What? <laughs> don't even. They don't read books, so. But I'm sure when they get that opportunity. <gasps> Man. So, just with <laughs> conviction <laughs> oh my goodness what is oh, wrong with the man. world that's terrible man, these are this go. is the future of our country y'all if y'all ain't concerned something is wrong wrong indeed so we, we gonna see i mean we pray everybody <laughs> pray i'm sure there's some good ones out there bow your head and pray man and pray for these kids pray and if you me. have kids Teach them right from wrong. Right now. Don't, like, I think it's, I think it's a product of so many young parents <clears throat> trying to be the cool parent or whatever, but discipline your kids. And when I say discipline your kids, you ain't got to hit them. You Maybe. don't necessarily have to hit them. Maybe. I mean, pop them a couple times, but hey. it, it, mm. you start them young. You hey, know what I'm saying? Pop hey. them when mm. they're young. <laughs> then they won't try you when they get older. Because hey. what did my mom put in me? The fear of her. <laughs> To this, day. to this day. To this day. <laughs> time out, though. Time out works, too. But so I don't know. Just I, be I, consistent. I feel like this is, this, is, this is a conversation for another podcast. But really I feel is, like, though. man. This but that's part of it. Episode. I it's feel part like... of it. Trying to be the cool parent and be your child's friend. My mama told me I couldn't. Yeah. we wouldn't be friends until I moved out of her house and paid my own bills. That's okay. when we could be friends. Damn. But, I mean, discipline. Yeah. That's a whole other thing because, I mean. I feel like I want to be a black parent, but then I also, like, can't do it the way I was raised. But then, if they want to get, like, this understanding of how it used to be, and that it could be worse, I feel like I could give them a little taste. Yeah, you can, you can be get like, let me, let me show you what your grandma did. Yeah. That wire hanger? Oh, I never got a wire hanger. The switches? Whoa. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> And be like, go get me a switch. What kind of disrespect? Switch like the go the get light. a switch no, no, no. outside. Outside. One well, of my brothers from the church we used so to say, like, oh yeah, a switch. <laughs> One of my brothers from the church was, was like, oh yeah, back in the day, yeah, my mom, she said, uh, you know, go get me a switch. So I go in the back. I try to get one of these little tweaks. Don't come with the Carry flimsy back. ones, bro. Mom sent me back for a bigger one. <laughs> bro, that's the worst you can do. And then, uh, let me tell you, there is there is science behind picking a switch, <laughs> bro. 
it, man, them things last. They be, they be cutting through the wind. <laughs> That's all you hear. And didn't I tell you? <laughs> but don't come back with a dry one. <laughs> oh, you thought... Oh, you thought I was playing. Wet this one up real quick. No, that's the worst. Give you want some bleach. I remember oh. when my mom reached that level of like whoopings, where she 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 retired the she had a belt, called it the police belt. My whole my blood my bruh, my whole family knows about that thing. Whole family. <laughs> Whole family, all my cousins. Oh. Call my cousin right now and be like, "Bro, it's the police belt." He'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, man. she retired that because I don't know what happened. Like the buckle broke off. Oh, it. Like, only because the buckle broke off, or like it started. I don't know what happened. I think, but I want to say we tried to get rid of that thing. Um, but like I said, they from the south, they from the country, and my grandma was like, "Oh." Get some switches on them. I'm like, Grandma, whose side are you on? <laughs> you into Grandma? <laughs> like, yo, whose man's is this, Granny? Oh, man. You were supposed to be my ride or die. The deception. But yeah, let, 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 let's bring it back. Let's get a little focused. <laughs> we didn't gone down a rabbit hole oh, here. Man. But yeah, the trauma. Uh, yeah. So tune in. Tune. In. <laughs> Tune in for that Black Parenting uh, episode coming through, you know, sometime we soon. We should do that soon. You know. I mean, it, it... You should. Yeah, no, yeah, it ties yeah. into a lot of things, oh, honestly. Oh, God bless. It does. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. oh, I want to just apologize because I think I'm getting a little sick. So if I, if y'all hear me, like, clearing my throat or coughing, I promise I'm not doing it directly into the mic. It's just picking up everything. My everything. bad. Oh man, so <laughs> that shit is live. So we'll see next week. We I'm sure we're gonna have some new new news, new topics. We're gonna roll it from there. Alright, so <clears throat> so our topic today, we're gonna talk about therapy. What we need to know going in and you know, just how things flow from there during sessions and whatnot. Alright. So, Nay, do you feel like? Do you feel like there are reasons that you have why why blacks, us African Americans, should uh, pursue therapy? Um, I mean, if we just shoot, we just talked about a few reasons, <laughs> a few traumatic right experiences. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, there are things like we've said in the past. There are things that have occurred. Uh, culturally that is still damaging to us today Um, that really affects the way just the whole black mindset or the the african-american experience in this country Um, so yeah pursuing therapy and going to see someone actually helps with a lot of those things definitely definitely I feel like I feel like we were hitting good points on on trauma though. Trauma was one of our biggest things. Um, on YouTube, like uh, there's a video called "Black Mental Health Matters" by uh, Philip J. Roundtree. It's one of those TED talks mm-hmm. that kind of captures the message perfectly. You know, trauma is something that you know 
a lot of African Americans have gone through. <clears throat> I mean, it's one of the major focuses. I mean, put aside the fact that due to our stigma about mental health um, hindering our ability to recognize symptoms, you know, earlier before right. they get way worse. Right. Put aside the fact that African Americans are 20% more likely to be diagnosed with a mental health related issue or disorder, yet half of that actually seeks treatment for those mm -hmm. and put aside speak on it put aside the fact that we know her people hurt people it's a cycle forget all of that trauma off cap no cap all caps <laughs> is the number one reason this should be the number one reason so yeah. trauma is the psychological emotional response to an individual event or collective of experiences that is deeply depressing or disturbing such a significant event that it leaves lasting beliefs or fears that impact one's thoughts about their world themselves their relationships with others their sense of safety which is one one, one big one right there and even our rights so you should already know off top. That's huge. That's definitely, you can explain the black experience off of those two major last yeah, ones. The black experience in the U.S. <clears throat> and many. Just, the whole thing the is whole traumatic. Thing. <laughs> like, which, way, which way do you want to go with this? Like, exactly. Every which way you look, a traumatic experience. Exactly. You can even, so trauma, you can describe it as historical. So things that happen in the past that kind of shape how your experience is right now and how you're attentive to the world. So, easy examples. Slavery. Obviously. Slavery. <laughs> slavery. I mean, we don't even got to elaborate on that. Slavery. Bam. Jim Crow laws. Tuskegee. Tuskegee experiment. Off the Rodney <laughs> King. Incident. Slavery. And slavery. You know? <laughs> and for the people in the back? Slavery. <clears throat> slavery. <laughs> Uh, so several of those instances, slavery, kind of just how we feel other people view us, or they take advantage of us. Hmm, easy. Jim Crow. How so we... Jim Crow is that's a couple levels right there. Mm -hmm. uh, because not only you know we were played to think that you're you're awesome. getting free health care. So that in itself can stray you away from seeking help or, yeah. or well, getting I mean, that's the type Tuskegee. of treatment. Yeah, that'll be Tuskegee, well, you know. Yeah. Can't trust these mental professionals, these health professionals because Exactly. They're supposed to be taking care of us. And I mean, think about that's it. That's their job. I, I know for I know I say this all the time, but is it is it hard to get older generation African Americans to go to the doctors? What? And, and we ain't even got to speak on some, <laughs> some, like, going to therapy. I mean, just this, to get a regular checkup. Check oh, no. They gonna... Nah, nah, we good. Mm, we good. Nah. We good. They probably, I'm gonna nah. go in and, you know... What's in this medicine? I'm gonna go and take this oh. castor oil and, uh... Yeah. I'm gonna walk it off. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Just need more. And it, it's like, you gotta really think about it. Like, we have a reason to feel like that. It's Fair. unfortunate. But there are valid reasons. Right. And for those of you who don't know, the Tuskegee experiment was when African-American sharecroppers were told they were going to uh, get some free health care, basically. 
<clears throat> but instead of getting this quote unquote health care, they were exposed and to, uh, given, syphilis? yeah, <clears throat> were given syphilis. And uh, the, the whole experiment was to see how syphilis responds and goes without being treated. Yep. And this lasted for 40 years, fam. So. 40 years. And they were never told, you know what I mean, that you're not, they were never told that they were being exposed to this disease, first of all. Never told that it was an experiment. Never. Mm. Whole time thinking I'm getting healthcare. So yeah, think about that. If, if this is back in the day, so if all black people, if this starts to get go around, like, oh yeah, you know, they, they went for healthcare and then everybody started dying. People getting sick. Mm. Things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Would that encourage you to go to the doctors? No, probably not. Hail to the no. Just like Jim Crow and, you know, altering rights and laws to, you know, keep African Americans from seeking, you know, rights, their rights. And yeah. Rights to vote, rights to land, all of that. Rights to marriage for, mm -hmm. for a, length, a good length of time. Mm -hmm. That's probably going to cause you to distrust the government for a little bit, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Or even just Rodney King. Can I trust you to, you know, mistrust the, the police a little bit? Like, think about it. Just, do you, just a little bit. Do you, as an African American, if you see the police, do you, like, we joke about it. But if a police gets it. behind you, Plenty do you, communities. do you get stiff? Do you turn your radio down? Just a little bit. You straighten up. You, you, ain't, leaning, you ain't leaning back. You tell right? everybody in the car to be quiet like they can hear you. But mm -hmm. that is trauma like it's past trauma that has yes. created these ideas in us and these responses oh. in us as a people oh, oh but but vanessa i thought i thought trauma has to happen actually to you it's not no. you can't just learn about it no. no you can't just you can't just learn about it no it's a thing people That's it's a thing. a thing there's a reason why black mothers are concerned if their child gets pulled over yeah it's just you know the what I mean? like, epidemic that it presents. There's a reason why some African-American men walk across the street if a white woman is coming their way. Exactly. Because we learn what, what would happen. And there's been implicit messages passed down to us right. of what could happen and what not to do. But it's not only historical <laughs> trauma, but it can also be present day trauma. Seeing people just like you being killed in their homes by people who are supposed to protect them. Mm -hmm. Shout out to, you know, in remembrance of Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, Flanna Castro, all, all who have had perpetrators that uh, were not convicted. They settled, not, not convicted. Right. Speak on it. Mm. All of, yeah. So again, convicted. why should we, why would we trust other people? Exactly. As far as therapists. On top of that, could be also present day trauma of seeing people just like you, killed by people that look just like you. That's traumatic. Wow. And then seeing people with mental health issues being That's killed, cool. mistreated, abused. So yeah, why would we even want these yeah, disorders. What? Why would I want this? What? Talking about, why am I over here swearing you're giving a sermon? Talking about, speak on it. Speak on it. Amen. Okay. Testify. 
Because you are hitting some valid points, sir. Valid. Valid points. Facts. Let's go. Dead like, ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just being it or being labeled. You know what I mean? We yeah. touched on it in the past. Seeing someone else who clearly has some mental issues or things that you might even be experiencing yourself, but you're seeing how they're being treated. Right. You know, being labeled crazy. Your, your special cousin. Mm. You know. Black sheep of the family. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So why should I seek the help I need then? Because think about it. You're carrying all of this trauma, all these traumatic experiences, all these trauma lessons, these fears, these misconceptions of the world. And that is day one. Like, you have all this. Like, oh, here you go. And on top of that, you have to deal with regular people stuff. Regular people stuff. We're talking, like, relationships. Mm -hmm. We're talking school, you know, friendships, you know, academic. Not only academics, but just, like, after school. Like, not after school, but after after postgraduate. Yeah. Graduate. Adulting. Adulting. You have to deal with all of this, and then on top of that, oh, all this trauma stuff, all all this, you know, underlying, you know, black stuff, or how other people treat black people, or all of that in a mix of this. And you wonder why we're 20% more likely. And let alone we have other issues like single parenting or, you know job discrimination to also mm. deal with people looking at our names and I think we're going to pass on young Jamal here. Right. Why? More reason. More reason that we, you know, try and meet with somebody to talk about these, how we're feeling about this and how we can navigate this world while not only trying to 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 you know, create a life for ourselves and the ones we love and the ones we hope to bring up, but also like, do something more than just surviving. You want to not only live life to the fullest, but also thrive in it, to be here and feel good about where we're headed. You be here and actually grow into a better person because I feel like that's where we're all just trying to do as African Americans or just yeah. as human beings. We're just trying to grow better ourselves, live a comfortable life more than what we're we're doing now. So and we definitely feel like therapy can do that for you. For sure. For All sure. That is just how we how we start. How we start therapy then. Um I mean speaking from experience I would say the first step is actually realizing that you need some assistance. Like, Mm -hmm. you need the extra help. Um, And it's hard. It's real hard. Oh, yeah. You know, just being, having to be vulnerable and admit, like, okay, this constant feeling that I have or emotions that I constantly experience, it's not, it's not normal. It's not healthy. Yeah. You know, and I I need something. Well, I, think I need some, right some there, extra help. We'll say this. It is normal. True. But it's just not healthy. Because that's like... Yeah. Obviously, it's causing impairments 
along the way, that's where it's like, if it's causing more harm than good to hold this thing, like, why are we, why are we keeping it? Exactly. Why not we, why not we, I think that's, that's common for most people to just kind of, let's avoid this, let's walk around it, let's, let's not put too much energy into it, because it's just going to stretch me out, it's going to be harder, so I'm just going to avoid it, let it fester, it's going to grow into an even bigger problem, and then when it starts infecting something that's really serious to me, that's when I feel like I should go seek it. But, I mean, if you attack that problem earlier, the better it is. Or the easier it is to knock it out. Or find a solution. True. So, but once you do find, figure out that kind of uh, first step, that you do need some help, that you should bounce some ideas off of, that you feel like you can't talk to your friends about it, but you want to talk to somebody... Definitely schedule an appointment. Yeah. It'll be time. It sounds like it'll be time. So, I mean, of course, you want to do some research on uh, the Googles. See who's in your area. Mm-hmm. Or you want to call your insurance. Yeah, yeah, Quite yeah. often, call them up. They'll kind of print you a list of all the clinicians that will accept your insurance. Or if you're calling, calling through the county, they'll, they'll send your referral to a particular agency that can help you. For the most part, if you receive you receive the, the list of clinicians, you're probably going to have to choose one, right? Right. And again, hit the search engine one time. One time. Uh, yeah. And you can definitely see what this particular um, person specializes in. Yeah. Um, so some have more experience with other issues than other therapists do. Yeah, and I feel like that brings us to a good point as to why it's best to know kind of the issue you want to work on in therapy. Um, a lot of clinicians do specialize in different things, but I think it also, they need to take into account if they are best suited to handle that issue. For the most part, it's called, um, the term that they, that as clinicians we look for is scope of practice and scope of competence, scope of practices. As a therapist, are we best suited to address this issue or is another medical professional professional supposed to handle this? Like if Nay you came to me and you said, hey, Dr. Knight, because I like the sound of that. Oh, Dr. Gosh. Knight, yo, my foot, it hurts when I do my layups. Can you do some therapy on me to, uh, you know, make it go away? Obviously, as a mental health clinician, that's probably not my domain. That probably belongs to uh, a doctor, a nurse that you should probably go see. Podiatrist. A podiatrist. I like the way you I like the way you put the emphasis on that. It's a podiatrist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Foot doctor. Foot doctor. All right. Hmm. We're using big words out here. <laughs> But obviously that's not someone you're going to go to your therapist for. So that's where we would, you know, suggest that you go see someone else. Right. Scope of competence is, have I been trained? Have I gained enough experience to treat this issue? So, I mean, if you're coming to me with, you know, I have, I hear voices. I see things that are not there and they trouble me. And I have no experience in psychosis, schizophrenia schizoaffective disorder at, at all that's out of my scope of competence so I'm going to refer you to somebody who has better experience to handle that 
and those issues. So, no, no, with your issues, know what you want to work on. So at least that kind of guides treatment a little better. But, uh, Mr. Knight, what if, what if I don't know what my problems are? Oh, well, you can always schedule a follow-up and we can talk about what's been going on with you. Usually, when you kind of bring up, hey, I'm a little ambivalent towards treatment, I'm not sure what I need to work on, but I feel like I need, I have, I need to talk to somebody about this thing. Usually the clinician will be on the phone with you, provide like a, you know, a nice soundboard for you to hear about what's what's going on, what's been going on for over the past year. It's kind of like one of the easier questions to, to frame things as. So look, they usually look for medical necessity. If, is there any impairment to your health, your daily activities, your social relationships? Um, for the most part, or majorly your health. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to um, kind of have that conversation with someone first and then they kind of like tell you like, oh, you should probably see this person. And that's just me yeah. speaking from personal experience. Um, before I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression, I basically had like, I mean, they don't call it nervous breakdowns anymore, yeah. but it, I basically had one. Panic attacks. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, and thank goodness I kind of had it, like I was in the, in the middle of my storm, if you will, and I had a doctor's appointment. And so like the doctor's appointment was kind of just that final straw that broke the camel's back and I had like a whole breakdown. Mm -hmm. And so my doctor was just like, oh, you know, maybe you should come back a little later. We have... Uh, you know, a, a counselor that you can talk to, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So I'm just like, great. I'm crazy. They go in. So I come back and I talk yeah. to her. And then I have a whole nother breakdown. I mean, like ugly crying. And she was just like, okay, well, it's it's fine. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're going to we're gonna refer you to our, our, like, mental health care department, whatever they call it for mm-hmm. the guys that I can't really um and so that was a little different uh one thing i do know that they had me do is like you take a survey yeah and it kind of is just like oh you know in the past 30 days how many times have you felt like this and you kind of like you score it as a i think it's a one three or a five Mm -hmm. and then at the end of it you add up the score and then like you give the paper to them yeah. So your girl was in a whole, whole oh. nother level. Like they were like, yeah, and I, and I don't know the exact numbers, but r- roughly they were like, yeah, you know, you get benefit for for a good, you know, that you're okay. Mm-hmm. You're kind of just going through a few things. Like a good area to be is between a, like a one and a ten. I was at like a thirty five. So like, <laughs> so like, were like yeah, yeah. You know, let's talk about some stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And I, I will say that, like, filling out that form, you do feel extra just, like, damn, I got some issues. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, so it, it's one of those things. Just, you know, know that people are there to help you. They're not yeah. there because they are judging you or anything like that. So Yeah, and it's definitely important to be honest about those things mm-hmm. because the more honest you are, the more, like urgency of care they can give you a lot of to uh, be real like i even my thing said like like i said like 35 yeah um but i'm pretty sure i lied on some of those questions so like i was probably 
probably at like a 50. But I was just like, nah, nah I'm a strong nah. black woman. I'm nah, good. I'm fine, fam. Y'all tripping. I'm good. Yeah. No, I was not good. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> so it was definitely key. So at least, at least I know how best to help you. Problem areas to focus on first because it's the best way to prioritize it. But I think that, I mean, as human beings, we kind of when we're going through different things, we we kind of seek, um, we seek that kind of one-on-one attention with somebody. Uh, Clapton, we tell friends. Some people go to the extreme of telling strangers all of their business to like get some clarity or some insight to the situation. So. Quite often, those people are like, "Hey, yeah, you should, you should really talk to somebody about that." Or like, like that's probably shares. Yeah, it probably sounds you should like know. I've done that sometimes. Yeah, like been an overshare. Like, I mean, you know, my personal life. Yeah. Um, but for instance, in Georgia, I might have, I might have overshared with a few <laughs> people because <laughs> I was going through some things. But it's okay. It's so okay. Georgia, if you're out there, um, you're listening, you might, you might have heard some things. Georgia. Mm, shout out to the Uber driver. Man. But I mean, Good I think guy. that's, like, I don't think that's, like, you know, specific to you. I think that's everybody. I think once we get overwhelmed with our backstory or just, our experience, that is just, sometimes. it's somebody, anybody. And that, like, hey, well, if you're tending to overshare or trying to solve your your problems with your coworker that you just met, you know, for 10 minutes, I mean, even though, like, the connection is there, maybe that might be a sign. Yeah. That no, that's, sign. that's true. That's strange. I mean, a lot of the kids I've worked with, it's been an experience to just teach them or remind them, like, hey, you can share your abundance, your story, your history, or what you're going through with, you know, your friend, but are they best suited to help you through that? Right. Are they safe, or are they going to, you know, put yeah, blast your stuff on social media? Later on exactly. Anything like that, yeah. And just getting them to weigh, like, is it? And decide for themselves, but, uh, you know, people are going to you're going to do what you want to do. But either way, it's one of those things that, you know, what the Simpsons said, like, the stars at night, they're going to they're gonna come out. Like, it's going to come out eventually. So, know what you want to work on when you're calling. Uh, a couple other things that you want to ask when you're on that call with your clinician or prospective clinician is just average time per session. Clinicians do therapy various hours. Some do... A full one hour some do just 50 minutes some do like hey our minimum session is an hour and a half usually oh. that's for like couples really yeah because hmm. well yeah. i mean i was just about to say i've never encountered where they're just like oh minimum of 130 because i feel like i could talk for a full yeah. Like, and they'd be like okay like, oh, okay oh. you're like oh where, where'd they do that at look at that <laughs> Couples, well, yeah, usually. Since you have like two people in the room, you kind of. What if I? What if I? Can I schedule like as a couple and then like just <laughs> show up myself? myself. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just hey, kidding. Hey. But, but I mean, hey. would they get mad if I'd be like, "Oh, you got stuck at work. It's just me." <laughs> I think someone would just be like, "Well, you're paying for both time. Okay, okay." Some are cool like that. If you want more time, if you want more than an hour. I'm sure they'll be free. You know, happy to just like okay yeah give you extra time but you got to cough up some more money yeah um a couple other things you know you want to know how much you're paying and if they mm-hmm. take your insurance mm-hmm. off top because you meet them in person 
and you don't know the cost, that could be an issue. Get there and be like, what? Wait, you don't? You don't? I'm sorry. You don't take my insurance? Oh. And we've, oh, we've been for a whole 50 minutes, and your rate is how much? <laughs> oh. Either that or that, that in itself can just be very discouraging. Like, you think you have everything set up, and then you get there. Yeah. And they usually, I mean, receptionists will usually try and get your info ahead of time. But can you imagine, like, setting up an appointment and then getting there, like, and they're just like, oh, no, we don't, we don't accept your insurance. Yeah. Or, we so definitely, time, got yeah. the day off. And it, it, it makes you feel like, oh, you know, why even try? Yeah. You know, so I definitely, definitely know sweat. that ahead of time. Exactly. Um, also, regarding your insurance and then your clinician, just knowing the timeline uh, some insurances, they say, well, we'll only cover you for six to eight sessions or eight to ten or ten to twelve. Knowing the timeline for that is very key and important for for purposes, treatment purposes. Right. As well as maybe the clinician only does brief therapy and he says, well, I'm going to give you a strong ten and that's it. Mm. Then you're cut off. Ah, problematic. Yeah. So, yeah, so definitely... Get your info before you you go anywhere. Exactly. And lastly, you know, you want to make sure you're bringing the right documentation as needed. Most of us, like, you're going to need your insurance card for sure. Definitely, probably going to need your license. At least we know a photo ID. You know who you are, who you say you are. And um, some, like the ones that I have dealt with, um... That form that I was saying I had to fill out, they actually have you fill that out every single time you go. Um, so when you schedule an appointment, they would actually send it to you via email so you can fill it out ahead of time. And oh my gosh, it saves a whole bunch of time to get it done first. Yeah. Just saying. So, how about that? I mean, of course, you want to confirm, you know, the office location so you're not going to the wrong place. Yes, guys. Appointment, if they're going to send you a reminder or not. Because the ones that do be, send your minors are clutch. Be an adult. Be an adult. So you know when your appointments are. Yeah. Send in your phone. So yeah. But intake. So next, like when you after you schedule a session, you show up, check in. The doctor's ready to see you. Go in, and do the they'll that usually is called the intake session, and they'll have you do a couple of things. So I mean. For the most part, the doctor will, or therapist will sit down with you and they'll ask you a few questions. Do you feel safe at home? It's the main one. <laughs> Safety's always number one, but they'll definitely ask you a few, like, background stuff, living arrangement, or your relationship, what's your family like. Definitely will ask you family history because that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely will ask about your hobbies, self-care. Lots of questions about your main issue and what you're experiencing right now. What's been happening over the past year, like I just mentioned earlier. You remember anything that they, they asked you? Um, no, not necessarily. I feel like because, but I mean, I feel like my situation was just because I was so emotional to begin with. Like, they were definitely treading water lightly. So it was just yeah. like, oh, obviously the do you feel safe at home? so on and so forth but then the rest of it was just kind of just like oh what's going on why are you so upset and then floodgates open so (laughs) yeah usually it goes to 
That's kind of and and go with it. When I say upset, so just to kind of like backtrack a little bit, it wasn't necessarily that I was when I actually got to see the person that I was going through something at that time, but because mm -hmm. I had all these preconceived notions about having to see a therapist yeah i was breaking down in the lobby just like yo you've lost your shit bro mm -hmm. you're losing your mind they got you in therapy fam like all of that was rushing through my mind not necessarily the shit that i was going through yeah but everything else of the fact that i have you know i have this whole well had this whole idea of crazy if you got to go see a therapist and that's terrible because i was i was already in school studying to be <laughs> yeah in the psychology field but it's just one of those things that you like kind of grew up you know that goes back to past trauma and yeah. historical trauma like you know people going to see a therapist is you got issues so all of that was hitting me as i was sitting there and it's just like oh you've officially lost it yeah <laughs> I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, that's not it. But then like, but it just you can't help creeps, it. Like it just, it just hits you and you're just like, oh no, I've lost my mind. <laughs> I this is I'm embarrassing. And yeah. And then I even went down the road of thinking like, my grandmother would never, my mom oh, would she never. Knew. Oh my. Like, I should just, you know what? I need to just get up and leave and go pray and I'll be fine. Like, that's yeah. that's where my head went. But, yeah. you know, I stuck it out. Stuck it out and on tight. better. So, I mean, it's definitely nerve-wracking. Definitely nerve-wracking. Uh, but I think it's once you are able to settle into it, you know, remind yourself that it's for a good reason, it's for a good purpose. That right. You, you come back to yourself for the most part. Um, the clinician is just trying to get a good sense of you, kind of feel where you're at, your headspace. Some of it is kind of just like testing your like memory, your uh, judgment, insight, uh, which is mostly just a mental status exam. Are you coherent? Are you hearing voices, hallucinations? No, that reminds me of another question. Just like... ruling all those stuff out. Do you ever feel the need to harm yourself? Or, yeah. And don't be offended by that, because I feel like as a as oh a, yeah as as a people, like, black folks, if you'd be like, are you? Oh, you, you think I'm? About, oh, so you think I'm a commissioner? Oh, you think I'm crazy up here? Exactly. Oh, oh hell! Don't take it's a formality, people. Yeah. Do not take offense to that, because <laughs> it's very easy to do so. Like, yeah. do I look like I'm crazy? Do I look like I'm finna end my life out here? Really? Like, yeah. Not me. Oh, it's my mom like, would never. Like, I'm not gonna. I would. I would. I'm not gonna kill myself. I'll shoot this place up before I kill myself. <laughs> like, yeah, it can get out of hand. What? Exactly. And then, you, then you go find your ass in jail. So calm down. Calm down. Stop being so sensitive. Exactly. <laughs> you be all right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they're just trying to get a good sense of your background, how you're doing, and possibly what other things could be contributing to your situation as well. Um. They will also go over your rights and limits within therapy, which is major keys. Things that you should know, um, especially for us African-Americans. Because, I mean, if you know the the kind of the world that you enter in within to therapy, it's, it's pretty safe. Very safe place for you to explore your thoughts and fears and passions. 
and then right up top the rights of confidentiality it's a major one yeah so within that relationship you are free to discuss to your heart's content mm-hmm. so what's said between you and your therapist will be it's kept between, between you and your therapist exactly the only reason that would need to be you know broken is if for three things so one if you feel like you are going to harm yourself and you're right. expressing intent to do so. Yes. Intent means and a plan to do so. You've made a plan. Then the therapist will need to break confidentiality to communicate with authorities or your significant other or, you know, the person that's caring for you, your closest relative, in order to keep you safe. Right. Or admit you into the hospital, mm-hmm. which is we'll go into that soon but it'll be a voluntary uh being admitted to the hospital for the most part is voluntary unless it is severe case right the next would be next reason to break confidentiality is because you are expressing intent to harm somebody Somebody else else. which we need to commit which is why you can't be like i'll shoot this place up or i kill myself don't don't say that i'm gonna shoot jimmy crow in the parking lot after work. Right? He keep trying me. You try me. Probably should not <laughs> let you leave here. Yeah. Because, yeah, we would, the clinician would then be liable for that. So right. Jimmy Crow got axed. was done. That'd be, that'd fall onto you, to us and you. So in order to keep everybody safe, we got to break confidentiality for that. The third one is just to make sure that those within your home or that you came in contact with are not being neglected or abused. So if you were to express like, hey, the neighbor's kid, you know, was being beat with a bat last night, we would have to break confidentiality and report that was abuse. Hello extreme, sir. Hey, oh yeah, I sorry. I'm just like I'm about to say a belt and I was like, Oh, oh wait. Mm. A bat. Are you sure the neighbor's kid is still breathing? Did you see him this morning? (laughs) Stuff like that. You gotta know. We would have to break confidentiality for that. Some therapists have different rules around that. Mostly regarding what additional stuff to add. Of course, they're going to maintain the three. But additional stuff as on... Sometimes they'll have a no-secrets policy as if... For me, when I'm working with kids... If the client is pregnant or got somebody pregnant... Usually, I have that activates my no secret policy. So in that case, I kind of, I don't tell their parents directly if I find that out. But I kind of work with the client to tell their parents. As you should. This may also come up mostly around couples because if one partner is cheating, quite often it's like, okay, doc, I'll see you next week. Oh, by the way, I'm sleeping with this other girl, and uh, I got a baby. On you can't way. tell, and I got the baby on the way. And you can't tell my wife. That's why no secrets policies are probably like mm, right there, perfect. We should probably, mm, no. yeah, <laughs> especially if that wife or husband finds out that the significant other is cheating, and they find out you know well, that's probably in danger too. Everybody getting these hands. That's oh, the oh wait wait wait, 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 wait right wait. here. Let me go to my car real quick. Pop the trunk. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Don't make me pop the truck on you. <laughs> so, 
reasons. Kitchen. So, another one of your rights, which is another common thing is, you have the right to leave treatment at any point in time. Therapy is a choice. If you feel like, hey, this isn't working out, or I'm on better, I don't think I need therapy anymore. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, doctor, I think I'm good. The doctor, hey, is free to give their own opinion about, hey, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Jessica. Good, exactly. So, but you're free to go, and they'll let you go. Pew. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. That's one of those things right there where, you know, that's another episode. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. Um, yeah. It's definitely a choice. It, it is a choice. It is a choice. Uh, the, the good spin of that is if you feel like you are not necessarily connecting with your therapist mm-hmm. or they are not the right therapist for you, you can leave, not feel obligated to continue your treatment or therapy sessions with them and seek help from another therapist. Yeah. Definitely a big one. Because, I mean, if it doesn't, if it's not a good match, it's not a good match. And if you need somebody else, you need somebody else. Yeah. So, by all means, like, this is, like, in this, this is like a market. Pretty much, you can go anywhere you want. If this clinician doesn't work with you, if he's, you know, he doesn't, he's just falling behind the ball. He's not, you know, helping you as much as you feel like you need, then... By all means, switch it up. Find somebody that matters. Find somebody that you click with in a way that works for you or you feel or deem important or special because most therapy is the relationship. That leads to the most results. That leads to the most impact. So it's Mm -hmm. key. I mean, do you feel like... I mean, you you spoke a little bit about your relationship with your therapist my former therapist your former your former one um yeah no i just felt like i definitely was not connecting to my therapist um and in my opinion it was just because they weren't of the same ethnic background as me like so a lot of my a lot of my issues and my trauma so to speak are cultural things um so it was almost like like when I was speaking to him, it was almost like I could see my words going in one ear and kind of like out the other. Yeah. Like not that he wasn't listening to me. It wasn't that he wasn't attentive, but it was just like, I just felt like he could not possibly understand. Yeah. Because there's some stuff that you would just have to know because you're black. I hate to say it, but it's yeah. like those things that like, you're not going to understand me mm-hmm. unless you've had to live through these type of situations or conditioning or thought processes. So. Right. And that's understandable. I mean, some, I think as I said in the previous uh, episode, like, some are going to be, yeah, I'm understand. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And somewhere you have to explain and then they'll follow along. But some, yeah, are going to get left in the dust. And I think for, definitely for African Americans, it's, the statistics show that, yeah, we're just not lining up. I think for the most part, we have like a high unsuccessful rate for therapy, mostly because like we'll show up for the first session, it doesn't mm-hmm. bad link up, and then we don't come back. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. oh, Peace this is out. how they all are. 
peace they just all just don't understand there's no one that looks like me but fortunately fortunately in the field there's been a growing population of african-american clinicians so yes sir you just gotta look around be patient my boy mr swoosh is uh, contributing to that exactly and for the most part if it's just a bad match or like the clinician is a little off and you need them to correct in a certain way or you need something new from them you can always talk with them and say hey like i need you like i need you to listen more a little bit more or i need sessions to be a little bit more structured or a little bit more you know thought oriented or you need more creative stuff you guys need crafts and by all means some clinicians can do that or just even talking with a clinician they can even refer you to other clinicians that might be better suited for you because, I mean, you don't want to spend all that time with somebody, them know you, or you having to explain yourself so much, and then be like, well, this didn't work. I mean, that clinician who just spent all that time getting to know you probably have a better idea of, oh, well, this didn't work with me, but you can go to Mr. Johnson across the hall, or there's another person downtown that you can see, or they have references. So, by all means, talk with your clinician for sure. Um, so there are a lot more other rules that we'll get into at a later date yeah but I mean I think that uh, we can wrap this part up I was just thinking about um, kind of normal sessions normal sessions your your clinician will, will be there and greet you about right greet, greet you you sit down on that wherever they have seating yeah depending on what like session number it is they might be like oh you know last time we talked about this Mm -hmm. you know how's this going if they gave you kind of like a task or you know set out some goals for you to accomplish Mm -hmm. since the last time you spoke so they will talk about that um and then just basically give you an open floor for the most part and see if you're making any progress, any improvements, if they assigned you medication, like how are you doing with the medication, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, very, I mean, it's pretty much straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah but at least it, it provides you an opportunity to talk about how things are going, what's the next steps. Right. If we have a setback, how are we going to get back, back in place? I think it's definitely a process where you feel that, like, oh, this is so easy. I could have done this. But then it's different because it's just, and once again, it's the relationship you have. And then you're kind of just talking outside you. Like, you have your thoughts. This other person has their thoughts. You're looking at things, how, you know, how it's kind of broadcasted on a screen. And then you have a person that's next to you that's pointing at different things or providing additional feedback or information on how things are connected so that you can have a better idea of how to fix them. All right. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm, I think we got all the points. I think that's a stellar job. Yeah. Man, you guys are getting gold. hanging, hanging in there with us. Yeah. That was kind of lengthy, but... Yeah, it's pretty, like, information in-depth. But, you know, we're, we're trying to put y'all up on game. Trying to drop these uh, mental jewels, man. Exactly. Mental jewels. So.
slime into this last segment. What this week is speaking to us, J and Nay, Nay and J. Mm, you go first. Let me go first. What, what is this? What Man, is this week saying to you? What is it? This week, this week has been pretty. This week has been pretty chill. I gotta admit that. Not too many fireworks. Everybody seems to be okay. Some are on the uptick. Some are on you know, down low. That's for most of my caseload right now. So when I like when when I have those weeks where I have like a little less to do, man, it's it's reading, it's information, it's absorbing something, and man, I found a number of uh, quotes this week that I felt like yo hit me, hit me, hit me in there, hit me in there. Sorry, I didn't get that get that pound in the chest, huh? So so the one of them. Man, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's that J. Cole, that J. Cole quote, I'm pretty sure he took, he took from somewhere, but my guy, so it came up after, my bad, <laughs> it came up after the, the Grammys and how, you know, someone, you know, message tweeted him like, oh, J. Cole deserves this, you know, he feels a way about like, you know, uh, not getting nominated for Grammys. And then Jacob responded, like, like, look, I don't need no Grammys. I'm fine. That's not what I do it for. I do it for some other reason. So his quote, which is probably one that we've all heard before, is the, you know, what's for me will never miss me, but what's not for me will, will miss me, basically. Hmm. Butchered it. But <laughs> that, you know, spoke to me because, like, look, there's a lot of things that we want. There's a lot of things in life uh, that I wish we had. There's a lot of things that... We hope for the best. You know, we create plans for ourselves, but man, there's sometimes where things just don't don't go our way, and sometimes we tear ourselves up about it. You know, we bitchy complain about it. We become jealous, and you know, think about all this. Look at all these other people who have, and just like get angry for no reason. Sometimes there are a lot of things that are in this life for us that they'll come and they'll stay. Whether it be friendships or whether it be love or jobs or success. If it's for us, it'll find us. And if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. I think learning to accept that, that's a battle in itself. But once we do, I think we'll definitely achieve an inner peace. So... Um, I think the way I told my friend about it was like, it's something that I'm speaking to myself and I'm saying to myself consistently, but it's taken a while to believe it, actually believe it consistently. For sure. So I'm working on that. The second quote was, Oh, you're doing all of them? Mm, if you harvest a seed, why expect it to sprout? Why, you, you know, I'm struggling. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> if you plant a seed... You shouldn't expect to harvest it that day. Just like if you are working to working on yourself, right? And people, you're giving the, all these people that you care for advice on things that they should doing or how they can better their life, or or whether you're teaching pe- people, kids, parents 
about things, better things that they can do to better their life, better their relationship with their kids, get to what they have been complaining about for so long, we shouldn't expect them to, you know, start things day one. We would like them to, but for the most part, all of this teaching, you know, advice giving, love, all of this stuff is, you know, planting seeds. You hope that your your significant other like really cares about you. And you want and by showing her, you know, taking her out, you hope that, you know, oh, she's gonna be instant gratitude. She's gonna be amazed, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes you have to get down the road and eventually it'll sprout. Think about that, guys. Think about that. Because I know it hit me. Because I know I'm a therapist and I know that I do a pretty good job. I develop rapport very well, but some days I do get frustrated when, like, they're not taking my, my clients aren't taking my advice right away or things aren't, like, messages aren't solidifying quick enough. And, like, it drives me crazy a little bit. But I need to remember, like, I shouldn't expect them to get it right away. The ones I do, I'm grateful for. The ones I don't, it's, it's all... Just keep at it. Yeah. It's just all part of how things are, a natural process. So, so yeah. So, yeah, Nay. What you, what, what's, what's the week speaking to you about? Um, so mine is just, just more so to my own mental health and uh, my feelings and emotions and everything mm-hmm. um, it kind of is like yours I kind of just need to learn to accept things for what they are uh, I often find my t- myself trying to fix things all, all the time like I'm a fixer Yeah, I need to fix this, fix that, do this, do that and it causes me to stress myself out, to be honest. Like I said, I have anxiety. So, like, constantly needing to fix other stuff that is out of my control um, just, like, takes me to a whole other level. Yeah. So, I'm just trying to learn. It, it's a working progress or process. Um, but it's something that, you know, I'm better at it. Sometimes, and sometimes I'm not so good at it. So I just need to learn to accept things for what they are. Uh, everything is not under my control. It's not that I'm a control freak, but I need to realize that I can't fix everything. And I can't fix everyone. Mm-hmm. And I cannot... Everybody doesn't have the same ideals as myself. That's and for sure. saying that is more so that I... I hold everyone to the same standard that I hold myself. Yeah. And I'm realizing now that holding everyone to the same standard that I hold myself gets myself hurt mm-hmm. a lot of times. So, that being said, um, you know, I just gotta accept some stuff. Yeah. People show you who they are, believe it. Don't question it. Take it for what it is. You can't fix everybody. You can't fix everything, every situation. So that's yeah. what it's telling me. So yeah, y'all, don't stress yourself out trying to improve different situations that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It's tough. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. All right, ensued. All right, we just adding up the list. <laughs> but I mean, it's definitely one for sure. I mean, you can't. 
like how can you see something for someone else with that they can't see for themselves exactly and your girl like man i do that so much and i would just be like yo you need to and this and and then like (laughs) bing 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 right here but i mean i think it's just it just speaks to your character and how much you care about other people because if you didn't you wouldn't be trying i care too much it's 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 Uh, a fault it's a fault but it is cool we learning we learning but um yeah that's what this week is telling me and that's more so for myself but you know there i know there are people out there like myself that uh do the same thing so yeah y'all put yourself first for wait 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 are you saying to love yours oh Oh, you see how we worked that in there Hey, tell me why I did not realize that I was saying that Damn. until you said it right now. Damn. And this is why you the co-host, fam. Damn. Damn. This is the Co- come on. Hey, hey, hey. That's what we do it. All right. All right. So you know, thanks for tuning in once again. Oh, oh Barry, why did you? Once again, Jesus. This is Love Yours podcast, promoting Black mental health, Black mental wealth, and Black mental treatment. So, I'm so sorry. Thanks for rocking with us I... again for this week. We're gonna we gonna hit it again next week. But of course, you oh, already know. Wait. Before before we wrap it up. Before um, wrapping up, you got you got yeah. last remarks? Yeah, no, I got That's like sure. a low key announcement kinda. Oh. Um, oh. depending on the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Heavily on the weather. Um, but this weekend, well, this coming weekend yeah. out in Oakland is going to be the the Black Joy Parade. Black Joy. So we definitely going to try and make it out there. Y'all sure. might be able to like see us. We can try and hand, in hand real life some, some flyers, some some cards, some some different stuff to get our. Was that Saturday, twenty third? Uh yeah, I think it's Saturday. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all might catch us out there. You know what I'm saying? We might be a little fly. We might be some little, you know, little thing. Little, some pieces. You feel me? You might be able to get some merchandise from us. Not really, because we ain't got nothing yet. Yeah. But it's coming though. It's coming. It's, it's on the way. Coming though. Just wait on it. But you can get a card though. You can get a For card sure. or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, as long as they come in the mail on time. But yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. No. For sure, catch us out there. I think that's gonna be pretty dope. Um, again, if weather permits, because what your girl is not doing is going out in the rain at a parade. Y'all got me messed up. I don't. Mm-mm. Oh man. Mm-mm. You, you ain't gonna bring out a suck a sucky do rag. One um, time, one time. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Psych. You tried it. Uh, oh man. No, I just don't do the rain. Like I don't. First of all, I wear glasses. You know how irritating it is to get raindrops on your lenses, fam? That shit's mad annoying. And I don't think people understand to what degree that can frustrate you. Just walk into your car and you got to get in and wipe your shit off. Like, don't nobody want to do that. So, again, if it's raining, I won't be there. I'm sorry. I'm going to try. But if it's raining, I won't be there. It's just how it is. Thanks. Anyways, this is Love Yours, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate everybody. Um, Follow us. You already know. Yeah. Follow us on IG. Our uh, IG is loveyours underscore podcast. Um, Follow us on Twitter. Twitter Twitter account is Mm -hmm. loveyours underscore pod. Yes, sir. Um, Follow us on our personal pages. Yes, sir. Swoosh night. Swoosh underscore night. 
You already know what it is. Oh my god, this voice is Holla cool. at Your boy. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you. Anyways. And you can follow me at uh Danae underscore Vanessa. That's Danae underscore Vanessa. D-A-N-E-E underscore V-A-H. Again, yes, V-A-H-N-E-S-S-A. Yeah. Uh thank you guys for listening and uh we'll get back at you next week. Yes, sir. Yes. Black mental health, black mental wealth. Let's get it. Let's go.